0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: All right. So, uh, yeah, that just happened. That being one of the (laughs) weirdest games I have seen in a long time.
2: I would say and use the adjective interesting and exciting because <laughs> it was an exciting game. Now, I wish it came when the Giants really needed a win and the Giants actually were or did win the football game for that matter. But now this is a lost season and the Giants are waiting to turn the page to change the chapter and they lose this game 26 to 25. There is so much to dive into here, whether it's Dane Belton becoming the pick magnet that we always knew he could be in the stead of Jason Pinnock, Gunnar Olszewski's special teams, 94-yard punt return. The last time the Giants had a punt return, I think was 2015, Dwayne Harris against the Jets in December. The the decision by Brian Dable to, to not kick the extra point and go into possible overtime and rather try to get the two-point conversion. The fact that the play they drew up was elite and they had like three guys open and Tyrod I mean, I love Tyrod Taylor, but this is the second time he had a catastrophic mistake down at the goal line, man. So where do you want to start with this, Chris?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I think we kind of, I I wish we had Joe DeLeon here with us because I think we have to talk about the special teams because, you know, for everything the Giants did on offense and defense, and they had huge plays on both sides of the ball there. This game pivoted completely about 720 degrees, maybe 540 on special teams, either mistakes or big plays on the special team side of the ball. And it it is it was absolutely just wild.
2: (laughs) It was wild. And I would say penalties can be grouped into that, too. The Giants had seven penalties for 65 yards, and it seemed like they negated three, I would say three big plays. You had the John Michael Schmitz one that negated the long Tyrod Taylor run. then you also had a couple ticky tack calls. Now every team can claim this, but there were a few that even Mark Sanchez was like, ah, what was that? What's going on there? You know? And it was a little unfortunate to see from a giant's perspective, but I would say uh, penalties had their impact. It just seemed like there were a, a lot of, a lot of huge, huge defining factors in this game like the missed tackle by a jackson on puka nakua that set up mm-hmm. kyron williams second rushing touchdown kyron williams had what 87 yards and three rushing touchdowns on the ground for the rams it just seems like um there was so much that was going on in, in this football yeah. game and of course the giants got our hopes up chris right if you wanted them to win this they football game we- they do that <laughs> and then somehow it, uh, it's just like in a catastrophic fashion. Mason Crosby the field right when he kicked it, you're like, that's not going through, <laughs> and it didn't. And the yeah, that,
1: that just took a hard left turn. It's almost as soon as he kicked it. Again, that's this is one case where I I, I really wish we had Joe here with us, but you know he's off doing his thing. Yet, yeah. I'm going to be the discussion around Tyrod Taylor. I think is going to be very interesting this week, especially heading into you know, season finale with the Philadelphia Eagles who got beat by the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, the Giants, I don't think, are in position to win this game without Tyrod Taylor. But I think you could also argue that Matt Matt Stafford mistakes aside, they lost the game because of Tyrod Taylor. So it it really is a double-edged sword in I know when Ed asked us for our input on the kudos and wet willies, I think he's a solid Quilly. I think this game was kind of the the definition of a Quilly, and I think I think it really does give us so much to talk about with the quarterback position after next week.
2: I'll say this about Tyrod. Look, I absolutely love his penchant to let it rip, and he has it, and we saw it. Several deep passes to Jalen Hyatt. One was called back. A couple just weren't caught. The deep Darius Slayton. And then obviously the deep 80-yard touchdown pass to Darius Slayton, which we've seen now two weeks in a row. I absolutely love that about him, but he was not great in this game. And I'm not even just referencing the two-point conversion mishap, if you will. There were a lot of balls that were not optimally optimally placed the one to Isaiah Hodgins on the touchdown. was just a little bit too inside. Isaiah Hodgins did not extend for it. There were several like that, where it seemed like Saquon Barkley wasn't on the same page as Tyrod Taylor either, but at the end of the day, combination of his arm and his legs, he put the giants into a realistic position to win this football game, and they just could not capitalize. I just absolutely love having though that quarterback who was willing to just let it rip. When he has that one-on-one matchup, yeah. he sees it, he diagnoses it and he just goes.
1: Yeah. And this is, this shows how much potential the Giants actually have on offense, which is something we haven't really been able to say or see a whole lot over the last two years, really. But when you have a quarterback that is willing and able to throw those deep bombs, just let him rip, let it rip to Darius Slayton, to Jalen Hyatt, to hit Wandale Robinson in space and not, you know, a three-yard crossing route, hit him in space, you know, seven, ten yards downfield. This This offense has the potential to be explosive. The Giants have done a lot of work over the last year getting explosive players for this offense. And it just operates so much better, so much more smoothly when the defense has to defend the whole field and can't just play downhill the whole time. And Tyrod was sacked, what, six times? And he still threw for over three hundred yards. Now, granted, a lot of the, a few of those sacks were him extending the play, scampering outside the pocket. He was kind of sort of a runner at that point. But still, I don't think we're really complaining too loudly about the pass protection, despite six six more sacks on the to- on the season.
2: Yeah, it wasn't necessarily an indictment on the pass protection, like we've seen in in previous weeks. I'll say this, though, if we're just talking about sacks, and I know the Giants defense only had, what, four? It seemed like they had a lot more, and a lot of those sacks came in huge, crucial moments, and I got to tip my cap to Wink Martindale. Matt, Matt Stafford, I believe it was, said, along with Sean McVay, that scheming against Wink Martindale's defense is among the toughest in the league to scheme against, and you saw it. Matt Stafford struggled with backside pressure most of this game, and Kyron Williams... Holy crap. That kid has to be one of the best pass protecting backs in the NFL. And if there's clip of him sucking from before this game, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sure there are plays where he's not that great, but the difference between him and Ronnie rivers in there was, was astonishing, right? Whenever they put rivers in there, Bobby Okereke flattened him on one play. It was just like, Holy crap. And, uh, that, that, that running back they have is, is is quite talented, but I just absolutely love how Wink Martindale was able to just get after Matt Stafford, force punts, and give the offense a chance to win a football game, and that's kind of been the story of the season. The defense hasn't really been the Achilles heel of this Giants team; they've kept them alive in a lot of these games, but the offense kind of let them down a little bit.
1: Yeah, I tweeted this, you know, just before the Giants almost won. Like to me, Giants fans that want Wink gone after the season, they want a new defensive coordinator. They're they're out of their minds. Wink's defense is the only reason the Giants have had hope this year. Like his defense playing hard, forcing mistakes, or also being opportunistic, being ready when the opposing team made mistakes. Like, you know, Jordan Love with the Packers had a few, just complete unforced errors. This game, Matt Stafford, he was off. He was very off with his placement. This game, Uh, we saw it on that first drive where he, he was low and away and receivers wound up dragging the ball across the ground, had those two challenges from Ball that, you know, worked out in the Giants' favor that wound up being drive killers for the Rams. Then he, he overthrew twice directly to Dane Belton.
2: I think the one too, Chris was, was he was doing like a Pat Mahomes. No look. If I saw it on like the, the replay when, when the TV was coming back and they were just like briefly showing plays, it looked like he was looking like this and he tried to get cute, which kind of explains also like the terrible wall placement there. Cause that's not necessarily something that's uh, consistent with Matt Stafford's play. No,
1: no. I, I, I was honestly wondering if his hand was bothering him because, you know, it was pretty, pretty well bandaged around the thumb and like the webbing and, you know, in that area. But also it was kind of remarkable how quickly Matt Stafford was getting rid of the ball in this game. His time to throw was two and a quarter seconds, 2.28 seconds. Yeah. On the regular season, it's 2.68. So he was throwing the ball full half second faster than normal. Like that's what he had to do to account for the giants blitzed schemes. And I know people are going to talk, about Kayvon Thibodeau being quiet again, but almost every time you saw Stafford either double clutch or try to scramble at his advanced age and extend the play or just get straight up blown up, it was Thibodeau dropping into coverage, muddying up that read underneath, and then another player, McFadden, O'Karake, Isaiah Simmons, whoever, just firing through either the B or C gap on the opposite side. And the Rams didn't really have an answer for that.
2: Yeah. A lot of cave on Thibodeau. Look, he, he hasn't been getting home and, and I understand the frustration there, but a lot of it is just scheme. It's we're going to show pre-snap pressure from Kayvon Thibodeau's side, where a lot of the protections are going to be allocated anyways, because K-On Thibodeau is the biggest pass rushing threat, not named Dexter Lawrence on this defense. And then we're going to bail some of them off and then send Jason Pinnock or Xavier McKinney or Micah McFadden from the other side. Like I said, the Giants sent so much blind side pressure and it was coming from a lot of different areas, but you saw safety rotation. You saw guys dropping off into middle hook from the A gap from the one tech position, like Jahad Ward, which is pretty consistent with everything we've seen from Martindale's defense this year. So I'm not necessarily worried about out cave Thibodeau I'll say this after watching the tape last week against the Eagles I was not impressed at all against uh Jordan Maialata who controlled him so yes. I'll have to you know substantiate that on the tape to see if that exactly happened in this game but it did seem like this was more schematic
1: yeah I think it definitely was Yeah, you know, the this was really a defensive che- uh defensive chess match or defensive offense of chess match you know I also noticed the Giants playing you know a lot of tight a lot of mint front to try to clog up those interior rushing lanes to try to slow down Kyron Williams and that paid dividends quite a bit you know even though he had what three rushing touchdowns he didn't have a whole lot of room to work on a down-to-down basis and that really kept the Rams off schedule and like we talked about in our preview show when their running game doesn't work So much of what they do is to enable the running game. And when that doesn't work, when the defense is able to clog those interior gaps, their whole offense just, it's just off. It just does not work the way it's supposed to.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
2: Chris, you want to talk a little bit about Mr. Dane Belton coming up with a fumble recovery and two interceptions. You go back to his junior tape at Iowa. I think he had five interceptions that year, but he was just everywhere, man. He was all over the field and really understood zone match principles. That's not necessarily what he did in this game. It wasn't like he was making these crazy zone match type interceptions, but he's just in the right place at the right time and has taken advantage of several overthrows in his career. And I got to tip my cap to him at some point I'm imagining. I know they love Jason Pinnock and I like Jason Pinnock. I think he has more upside than Dane Belton, but there has to be a reason why he's only seen like seven snaps a game. And I'm wondering if it's more of a run support issue. And I wanted to get your opinion on that. Yeah, that could well be like he had, he had some serious shades
1: of Stevie Brown to, you know, turn the, turn the clock back a decade, which I think this might've been the most productive game by a giant safety since Stevie Brown, and that's not to say the Giants have had poor safeties since then. You know, Landon Collins. That you know, in 2011, that was a phenomenal year. But just for a single game, yet Dane Belton was Johnny on the spot in this game, and you know, you do have to wonder if maybe it is some run support issues. We'll have to see what happened with Jason Pinnock's. Uh, injury. I've been looking, I haven't seen an update on it, but I've also had to look like four different places, keep an eye on the game, get this set up, you know, that sort of thing. So maybe that's come out while we've been recording or, sorry, streaming. The Giants, I think, only had three, three and a half, if you count Nick McLeod safeties dressed in this game. And, you know, the loss of Jason Pinnock could have been huge. And Dane Belton's really stepped up. That's going to earn him playing time, even if it, even if Jason Pinnock is healthy next week, Dane Belton's going to get to play against the Eagles.
2: He should get to play against the Eagles. Didn't he have an interception against the Eagles in week 18? Last year, I think he picked off Jalen Hurts, who ended up playing in that game because they needed it for a first round bye. I think he did. So maybe we could see that again from Mr. Dane Belton, who's playing some, some hot football right now at the moment. Yeah. Another uh, couple other defensive players I want to touch on. And you know what? It's getting redundant at this point, but it's a welcome redundancy. Bobby O'Carran adding him 10 mil a year i don't care this kid is worth it and he plays his heart out and is in position and really has shored up this giants run defense that was a sieve last year
1: yeah he we talked about it you know in a previous podcast it the turnaround in one year for the giants linebackers has been absolutely amazing okay okay has been a revelation mcfadden stepping up and becoming the player we kind of thought he could be coming out of, what was it, Indiana? And, you know, being a factor as a Will linebacker, blitzing, playing, you know, run and chase, coming downhill and run support. He is, he, the two of those are a dynamic duo. And, you know, I, I want to see Isaiah Simmons on the field a lot more. I, I want to see him on the field, I would say the majority of snaps, because the, the athleticism that he brings when he is able to fly to the football, like that last sack, that is—that is a weapon that few offenses have the ability to counter.
2: Andy was the lead blocker for Gunnar Olshewski's ninety-four-yard yes. punt return for a touchdown. How the hell
1: did he not go down? He got tackled by like three dudes end up tackling each other.
2: I don't know any special team positivity from that unit. Giant fans will embrace because it's just been absolutely yes. negative. And then the two point conversion attempt was certainly a microcosm of the 2023 season for the New York yeah, Giants. The, like, oh, you the, have that, them wide open. Just execute. And they failed to execute. Oh, yeah, the timing
1: on that play looked off from the very start. It was like they almost didn't expect it to happen. But then earlier in the game, you had the what was it Ben Skoranek, uh getting called for uh, leaping which i I, that's a call I have never seen because he was basically half a step too far away from the line of scrimmage, that this game had so so many things I have never seen before. And
2: this would have been a wildly
1: entertaining game if it was like a bowl game.
2: (laughs) You had that fumble too by Taylor on the fourth and one. Yes. It was just... A lot of a lot of uh, instances like that. But again, Giants made it competitive. They lost by one point. They could have opted to go to overtime or possibly overtime since there was a little bit of time off on the clock. They decided not to. And the Rams get a much needed victory for them as the Giants look to turn the page towards the 2024 NFL draft. Chris, do you have any actually I have one more thing before we get out of here? Okay. Love when 17 has the football. Love the end around. Yes. His first rushing touchdown. It was excellent. 17. Look, I get it. He's small a diminutive wide receiver. You get that. Who gives a damn? Exactly. Cause I love him on those quick little spot routes. Not only because he understands space has amazing spatial awareness, but once he gets the football and gets North to South, he's so damn quick and he's a small target and he's tougher than he looks as well. So big fan of what we're getting from Wandell Robinson in his first season back from a torn ACL and only a second season in the NFL
1: yeah Wandale has he's got some victor cruz in him he's got some debo in him in that he turns into or i should say reverts to a running back when he gets the ball in his hands like he has fantastic vision he's got great contact balance he's got great quickness he, he isn't super fast you know he's not as fast as Kadarius tony but he is just he is just a better football player and he is what giants fans thought they were getting in Kadarius tony and i am really glad the giants have him he is the type of player that offenses like the 49ers like the rams use to absolutely terrorize opposing defenses now just one last note you know we saw some comments about the draft the, the giants are still at fifth overall and they could, depending on how Week 17 goes, if Washington, New England, and Arizona all screw up and win, the Giants could be picking second.
2: That was because of the Arizona win.
1: Yep, uh, yeah. all three games that all three teams ahead of the Giants are four and twelve, and the Giants have a better, or I should say, weaker strength of schedule than all of them. So. We will have to see what happens. I'm not terribly hopeful that Washington would win. They're on a seven game losing streak. And I don't know. They seem pretty lost in the water, but Hey, the Cardinals beat the Eagles. So anything can happen.
2: Hey, Jacoby Brissett was supposed to play today, but he had a little handy issue, but maybe if he did, who knows, they could have pulled it off. But, uh, anything else before we get out of here, bro?
1: No, I think that's about it. Just see everybody, you know, during the week, or speak to everybody again, you won't see us, it's a podcast. Yeah, you know, During the week when we previewed the second Eagles game, season finale, man, what a long, strange season it's been.
2: Yes, and please, everybody, have a safe New Year's for anybody who's listening to this right now. Absolutely. New Year's Eve at the moment so be safe and look we'll be covering the new york giants loss and turning the page towards the nfl draft and towards week 18 throughout the week so thank you so much for tuning into the chris and nick show i'm nick filato that is chris flum take care of each other be safe bye bye now
0: more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals